Welcome to Slow Talk Podcast. Uh, James Davis here in the studio today. We've got some uh, got some co-host here. Help me out, Martha Torkington. Martha, welcome back to Slow Talk Studios. It's great to be back. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and in the studio, I've got Dulcie Taylor and Tracy Morgan, and uh, I got them as individuals and also as artists and also as collaborators. And uh, we might get a little taste of some of that collaboration here. Let's just keep our seatbelts buckled and see what shows up. <laughs> Welcome to Slow Talk, y'all. Well, glad to be here. Thank you, James. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I um, met Tracy, gosh, it's almost 20 years ago. I met him through a concert with Louis Ortega, and Tracy bought his little stool that I learned uh, that evening was the... Uh, My cajon. The cajon, yeah. I yeah. love the cajon. Yeah. And um, now you've got a cajon with a little, little bit of the seat action on it there, a cushion. Right? Yeah, I have uh, have bought so many cajons, I can't tell you at this point. But yeah. I have one that's for performing, and it's very luxurious, as you said. It's got a nice cushion seat, but it was custom made up in Berkeley at a Berkeley Boxworks. It's pretty cool, man. But it is, yeah, it's my performing cajon, because I can do it pretty much everything that a drum kit can do, plus yeah. more. Nice. And... The multi-talented Dulcie Taylor. Dulcie, welcome in. Thank you. Last Thank time you I saw you, well, we saw each other out in the street. Some, some Very event. briefly, but that was pre-pandemic. That was pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. and now we're post-pandemic. But about five years ago, some, some mutual friends, Brad and Jennifer Golden, introduced us at a blues event up at the... Um, Tooth and Nail. Tooth and Nail. Thank was you. It, was it five years ago? It wasn't even longer than that? Maybe 2015? I don't know. Oh, you know what? It's probably six or seven yeah. or eight. In fact, it was a few years before we started Slow Talk, and we've just celebrated our fifth anniversary, so yeah. the clock is ticking. Yeah. Wow. Time flies when you're having a good time, right? Oh, so, yeah. so Dulcie, just, um, you know, a lot of people have heard your music, but they may not know how Dulcie got here. Um... Just in unpacking a day, I mentioned picking up the dulcimer, and I said, that's how you got your name. And you no, said, oh, no, I got it no. from Mama. Tell, tell us I, a little I, bit I got it from my grandmother. Her name is Dulcie, or was Dulcie Lenore. I mean, I didn't name myself after the, like, guitar Johnny. <laughs> when people say yeah. name just after, yeah, right. Yeah. That's not what you did. <laughs> no. So, where, Dulcie, where did you grow up? South Carolina. All right. And how long have you been out this direction? I've been here in, in the Central Coast 10 years. Has it been 10 It'll years? It'll be, September was 10 years, yeah. What brought you out this direction? Uh, well, I came out first when I got out of school, and then uh, uh, my husband lived in L.A. for a while, and my husband took a job with his California-based corporation. Corporation, I mean, it's a big old thing. And we went back to be at the D.C. office. He did his undergraduate at Georgetown. And, you know, those people go to those schools in D.C., they don't leave because there's such a job market, you know. We were there for, I think, 15 years. Then we moved back, and I told him he quit work really early. And I said, I don't care if you quit, but we are not staying here. Not going to stay in D.C.? Not staying here. Well, we were in the Virginia part of it. It was pretty. I said, we're going back to California. Yeah. Only place to live, as far as I'm concerned. Well, we're happy you're here. And then, Me too. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm curious. I've, I've seen you do a lot of work with Tracy. Tracy, I'm just curious how you came across. I mean, I know you were doing gigs with different people. How did you yes. connect with Dulcie? I think Dulcie connected with me. No, you were asked to play on a recording by, I think, Damon, and we didn't even mm. know you yet. Yeah. Damon you played with me before I even met you. You came in and played on the track, and it okay. was the one time I missed... A studio session. It was oh, the day you played. You so go. he played on a track. You mm-hmm. missed the session, mm-hmm. but heard the track. 
yeah. and thought this cat's pretty good. Yeah. And he, of course, he was recommended by so many other people too. Yeah, yeah. How did, did did we just ask you to come play? I can't remember. You, now we played so many gigs. Yeah, I do remember. At one point, you, uh, I think you quoted Tim Jackson had recommended me, and then just started asking me to join the gigs and. Became part of the crew. Yeah. <laughs> part of the crew. And it looks like you're pretty happy being part of this Yeah. Crew. I mean, it's we've played while. duos together, me and Tracy. We have. A lot of different It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. It is. But it's fun. But it works. Yeah. And uh, Tracy, you know, a little bit of your background, where did you grow up, man? I grew up pretty much in the L.A. area. All right. Um, moved around early, but settled, uh, you know, right before junior high school. Yeah. And then, so I feel like, even though I was born in Dayton, Ohio, I call California home. Gotcha. So which came first, the music or the architecture? The music, without a doubt. I was curious, man, to curious oh, yeah. to see what you know yeah. what proceeded with. So you uh been a percussionist pretty much all your life? Pretty much most of my life. Yeah. You know, um going through schooling, uh I got into trumpet for a few years. But once I was introduced to the orchestra section in junior high school with timpanis and triangles and shakers and all kinds of wonderfully fun percussion. I was hooked. So, so, so the reality is not drummer percussionist because it's multi-instrumental yeah. revolving most, around percussion. Most definitely, yeah. yeah. And I, I know I grew up with the influence of jazz from my parents from a young age, but once I was able to apply it to everything, and concert band and jazz band and eventually rock bands and reggae bands and everything else speaking of jazz there's this little catalina jazz kit and i think the guy that was drumming for willie nelson the other night at vena robles actually got some tickets for a birthday it was totally surprised but we we sat fairly close and i think his drummer they had a stand-up bass willie was sitting down micah his son was sitting down mm. had the harmonica guy and the stand-up bass player and the drummer percussionist had that catalina jazz kit man nice. little tiny it was just tight for what it, willie was doing yeah yeah. yeah, it's How nice. How big was the band? What's that? How big was the band? It was it was actually the smallest setup I've ever I've seen. This was my fourth time I saw Willie. First time was the Outlaws tour in '74, oh. and then '88 with my wife at the Circle Star Theater, and then the Bob Dylan Ballpark tour oh, in God, Fresno. I mean, that oh, that was a blast! That was just <laughs> a great environment. But the band was the smallest that I've seen Willie with. It was Willie seated with acoustic guitar. He always does that. His son Micah acoustic guitar right up front. Directly behind him, the drummer to the left, the stand-up bass player had an electric one. I don't remember him using it. And then the harmonica player has been with Willie for many, many moons. What an amazing show! Some of our listeners on this podcast may have been there and heard that, but it was really good. Wow! I, I think that sounds great. Smaller setup. Well, you know, speaking of sounding great, um, I want our listeners to check out your music, Dulcie uh, DulcieTaylor.com. Mm -hmm. All right. And um, over the summer, I, I read about you just uh, done some work on remastering some uh, previous releases. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, during the pandemic 2020 and 2021, yeah. we released uh, two EPs. And we I've been with Mesa Blue Moon Recordings for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. And we went in and picked tracks that we wanted to remaster and remix i mean like you'd take something off put something on or hey i always wanted backgrounds over here let's put backgrounds over there let's take that off. you know we really had fun with it now that's pretty nice as an artist to go back yeah it is and and re-wet that cement so to speak right it really is and you and there are always times in the studio when you can go down one path or the other 
and you choose a path, but you don't really never forget, you know, I always wanted to, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's really fun for that. And you pull those things up, and you're right back where you cut it with the same people at the board, the same people in the studio. It's like time travel. It's really nice. Time travels. What a great way of putting that. So, so you took advantage of that downtime, not mm-hmm. as much performance, to tweak some of those old recordings. Are you oh, yeah. happy with the results? Yes, I am. Now, I don't, I don't re-listen to my recordings that much which it probably should do some of it, you know. But I was very happy with it. I'm just like you. I do these podcasts. I never go back and check yeah. it out. And once it's in the can, it's done. Yeah. It's you know, now the guy like Griffin might make it sound a little bit better, but this is pretty much what you see or what you hear is yeah. what you get. Yeah. It's really on the best way, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. You know, I uh, some of my artwork, I did a took a class from local artist Drew Davis, great guy, Check him out online. The guy is uber talented. Did a three-hour oil painting class. First time in my life. I've painted for years now. I hate to tell you how many. And first time I ever did a piece in three hours start to finish. It was a great discipline for me. Nice. What about songwriting? Uh, Tracy, do you write songs, man? I do. More collaborate with uh, singer-songwriters. Yeah. Well, I'm just not hearing this. All right, all right. (laughs) I was, you know, it it, it made me think. I mean, who are these people? (laughs) I'd like to know who they are. (laughs) We might have to get a little something going, huh, Tracy? Yeah, yeah, we do. Speaking of something going, um, it might be a little early because we've got some more ground to cover, but, you know, a little bit later in this podcast, I would really like to, um, you know, leave it wide open for, for you all to pick some songs, but it would be really fun for our listeners to hear you collaborate together, you know? Sure. No pressure, no e-ticket, just a little bit of fun. Mm. And uh, Dulcie, um, I know you play the dulcimer. I know you brought that with you. Is that, uh, along with guitar, are those your two primary instruments and then the voice? I play the harmonica and I play the keyboard, but I don't do that live anymore. It's too much to drag around. I write on it some. Do you? Yeah. Does that, uh, speaking of writing, does it help to write on a keyboard? It's just totally, all of them are different. I've like started things on adults and then moved it to the guitar or vice versa or started it on the guitar and moved it to the piano you just you hear differently because you look at the in- i do i look at the instrument different yeah so that so it's a multimedia approach well yeah in I that guess, regard yeah, instrumental guess, yeah. multi-instrumental approach yeah yeah so you you've actually started on one and then maybe moved it over to something oh, else. Yeah. oh yeah 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 i've done that a good bit now because you play Here's a question that comes to my mind. Because you play several instruments, is it tough when you bring somebody in on one of those you choose? Like, say you're not going to play a keyboard live. Mm -hmm. Is it tough bringing a keyboard player in? Not in the least. (laughs) Not if you come in, you do it. (laughs) Yeah? I'm sure you'll do it better than I would. Well, now, I heard Chuck Berry used to do the very thing. Now, this is way out there, but I heard that Chuck would come to town, you know, and... Oh, he'd, he'd just pick up a band. That's what I understand. just throw it at him. And he'd say, do it this way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess it worked. <laughs> it must have. He kept touring and playing. <laughs> he did, and getting those $10,000 briefcases, right? There's yeah. a story there. <laughs> but you can never control an artist, can you? You, you know what? And I be. think that's a powerful thing. You don't really want to. No. Uh-uh. Um, I remember I was working on a painting, and my aunt wanted to grab the paintbrush, and I wouldn't let her. Oh my no. goodness! Now, now I think I've got to get to that point, right, and collaborate. But I think when you're right in the middle of fresh art, and somebody grabs the brush, that that's not too cool, right? No, it's not but cool. when you invite somebody, that's a bit different, that's right? A bit different. 
you've already been invited. I just heard it. Uh-huh. She said, where does this collaboration happen? <laughs> and I heard who that. are these people? It, it That's why I want to know. Who, who are I'll, these people? I'll, I'll show you. I'll give you samples. Oh, we're looking forward to that. Okay. We're looking forward to that. So, um, Tracy, um, gosh, you've been busy, man. We were talking yeah. a little bit about the Jade Fest that just happened. Yeah, up in Big Sur. Uh, it's basically a benefit for the Pacific Valley Elementary School. And it, it was very successful. Um, it's a free event still and all run yeah. by donation. A lot yeah. of people very caring about the community and the, the kids. But, uh, that's just, you know, one of the things I've enjoyed to do in the Central Coast, working with festivals. Yeah, yeah. Now, the Jade Fest, some really beautiful pieces are on display. Uh, from around the world. And literally around the world, yeah. local and around the world. And then also the music is a, is a real staple of that Jade Fest, the music. Yeah, yeah. It has been since uh, I don't know how many times the music has been part of it, but the festival itself has been around about twenty-seven, almost thirty years. Oh, is that I didn't right? know it was that. Long. I did not. I had really no idea. Almost as long as Live Oak. Wow. Oh yeah. Wow, yeah, that's that, something that surprising. And and Dulcie, you said although you didn't play this year, you have played in the past. Oh yeah, it's lots of fun. Yeah. It reminds you of why. It reminds me of why I moved to California. <laughs> you know, it's Big Sur, and there's no place like Big Sur. You look at it, this sea of tie-dye, which is just <laughs> fabulous. I mean, they had like a vegan sushi bar last time, and I thought, yeah. where else would I be but Big Sur? And I'm a vegan, so I just thought, well, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. That's very accommodating. Yeah. But where else but Big Sur? Yeah. <laughs> where else would it Big Sur? sounded like Dorothy at Wizard of Oz. No place like home. Vegan <laughs> Kick our heels together three times and see what happens. Huh? Anyway, um, yeah. also Tracy, uh, yes. you know, I've, I've camped out and, and been involved in Live Oak Music Festival, and mm-hmm. you actually helped manage a stage, stage manager there. Yeah, worked as a backstage manager for many years there. That was a great lesson. Um, and boy, the personalities you meet backstage, I'll tell you. <laughs> the accommodations you have to make. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, it, it has taught me a lot about... Um, the artist, not not trying to constrict the artist as they come in, but give them an environment where they're comfortable to perform, you know, and at the same time expect the unexpected at all times. Yes, yeah. yeah. You know what's cool, Tracy? I'm just thinking uh, for our listeners, you do have a, a day gig. You're an, a professional licensed architect. I'm not a licensed architect. Oh, architectural okay. drafter. All right, so all I right. can't call myself architectural an architect. Drafter. Yeah, uh, but you have a day job. Yeah. And so you can be a little picky about your night jobs, and you are. You you kind of... It helps, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially just the general survival. And I've kept that routine most of my life, where I've had the day job and played in the bars at night. Now it's more like playing in the wineries during the day, but... Gotcha. Um, it, yeah, it helps balance me, honestly, um, because the, the drafting is detailed and creative at the same time. Yeah. And then music um, is so emotionally and spiritual that... Um, different different outreach, different thing. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm lucky that I, I've been able to sustain both of them as I've moved around. So I'm curious, Dulcie and, uh, and Tracy and Martha. We've got Martha here as our co-host. Check this out. I've got a concept. We're all known by our main jobs. We have a singer-songwriter extraordinaire over here with uh, Dulcie and Martha. We have a uh, marketing guru, connector, a real estate, uh, real estate broker. Tracy, architect. Oh, don't forget that. Don't forget my coach. Oh, oh, equestrian, equestrian work also. That's my art. 
All right, yeah, all right. That's where I play. All right, we've got to acknowledge that. And then moving over to Tracy, um, we've, got, uh, we've got uh, architecture, we've yes. got some instruments, but I want to get in with each of you, start with Dulcie, Martha, and, uh, and, and uh, Tracy, I want to find out what do you do outside of your normal gigs, outside the studio, outside the kitchen, outside the architecture studio, outside the stable, what kind of hobbies do you have? Well, first of all, I stay out of the kitchen as much as possible. <laughs> that ain't my favorite room in the house. Yeah. Well, I, I read, I yeah. walk, yeah. I, I write. I have too many animals, probably. That takes up a lot of time, but they gotcha. give back so much. Gotcha. Read, uh, write, stay out of the kitchen. Now, when you write, beyond songs? I, I, I do some poetry and some prose. I haven't done that in a while, but I do. If I were to ask you to recite a poem, is there something that comes to your mind? I'd probably stumble over it. <laughs> all, right, all right. Maybe maybe when you come back in January, okay? okay? okay. Let's put that on the uh, the after agenda. And then Martha, what, now we know each other fairly we well. Do. What kind of hobbies or things do I know you, you know, love I think music? Life is my hobby. If you really, really, if you really want to know the truth, life is of, my hobby. Run the door. The truth of Martha is uh, I play at life, and I've been really fortunate to be able to choose the things that I want to play in and learn. And and um, sorry about that. Turned um, off. And I've always chose the passion, and then I'll go after it, and then I'll learn it, and I'll get very good at it, and then I'll throw it up in the air and go, I want this. So I've been, been very, very lucky not to be an employee. Mm. And when I am, I fire myself. So that's that. And right. um, and so I play with the horses, which is my, um, I, and I created a, a healing center around horses. And uh, We talked Equine a little therapy, bit about that down in San today. Diego with Michael McMeal. But you got to make money. So real estate's really good. That yeah. does that. And yeah. then, but it's just, I built, I've done. So I, I have kind of a no, no no's in my life. I've been really lucky. To no be no's. To, no no's. When so an I, opportunity presents you. It's, it's a yes. Okay. And, and I play in the yes in my life. And I've been very fortunate that way. And, and, and I know music is a me. big part of those yeses. That's my heart. You. I wish I could play now, see, yeah, I'm the I same just... way. I do a little harmonica, but I'm passionate about music. Oh, I know what I like, it's, and it's quite it's diverse. My passion. And then I do the, I do the spiritual things. So I'm an oracle reader and do tarot, and I uh -huh. do the coaching from that perspective. And so uh -huh. I've been really lucky um, to be able to play in my life. Oh. Now, Tracy, <laughs> that's my instrument. Now, now Tracy, now I, I know a, so a I know balance, play, play in my life. Songs in the key of life, Stevie Wonder, yeah, right there. Three my gosh, one of my favorite. By the way, 1976, one of the all-time best double albums in the whole world. He actually toured on that record about five years ago, right. six years ago. Oh. Yeah, I think Burning James went to see him in L.A. I understand on go. that tour. Oh. But uh, Tracy, man, what kind of fun things do you do when you're not in the studio or studio? When I'm not playing music or drafting, you mean? yeah, um, I like to garden. Really? But yeah, yeah. It's being out in in the environment, hands in the soil, it's, it's very grounding for me. Um, somewhat music oriented. I've gotten a lot into facilitating and teaching. Yeah, hand drums. Um, and Actually, that's, teaching, te uh, passing along the knowledge that you have. Yeah, it's very rewarding. I have to tell you, and I'm always learning something from my students. So. That kind of supports it. Do you do individual lessons, Tracy? I do. I now, do. if somebody wanted to get in contact with you, how would they do that for your lessons? I would suggest they start with uh, Grand Central Music All in right. San Luis Obispo. All right. Um, they can find me, you know, on Instagram, Tracy Morgan Music, and 
I'm trying to become more and more of uh, a participant in the circles and drum therapy, in a sense, in San Luis Obispo. Oh. So I've been working with uh, Black Lives Matter and uh, Raise Up Slow. We've got uh, a drum circle coming up in a couple of weeks for high school kids that are dealing with bullying. Really? Yeah. Dealing with what, sweetie? Bullying. Bullying. Being I thought you said bullying. I thought, gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out more. <laughs> you used to bowl, actually. I, I, I actually I like too. bowling. I enjoyed bowling. I love yeah. bowling. I do, too. <laughs> too. Dulcie, ever bowl? Yeah, in, in college, I took it for one of my PE things. Well, you nice. guys, wouldn't that be fun to go over to Mustang Lanes, all four of us, and just we do sh- a little bowling? We should Maybe before the next streaming, we can talk about that, you know? Okay. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, let's uh, do people, it. People get bullied a lot these days. They never got bullied in high school. I mean, girls would be snide and snappy and catty, but I don't consider yeah. that bullying. I just think consider that women being women. You stay away from those people. Now it's targeted. Now it's yeah, directed. It's ugly and, now. And, yeah. Well, I think intense. there's so much access to it. So because we have the, you know, yeah. we got so much social Medium media, style. and yes. and no one's monitoring to it. And then it, you know, it's just it's just way out of hand. There's no boundary really. There's actually no boundaries. It's going beyond right. jokes. Yes. Yeah. 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 How do you yeah. help them with that? What do, what do you? Do? Well, this will be the first uh, first circle we have. Um, but basically, I'm trying to give affirmation and communication in the circle, and then we'll have a therapist working with their particular issues. I'd love to be a part of that. Great. Yeah, cool. All right. That's right up my alley, yeah. Nice. Do you find, uh, how do you find rehabilitating uh, horses? We don't rehabilitate, horses rehabilitate people. Oh, oh this is Using horses. We do reflective work, so we don't ride them. It's okay. all reflective work, and so horses pick up the energy of the person, mm-hmm. and then all that gets mirrored out back and forth, and the healing comes between the two, and the aha moments, become, be, if you leave it alone, right. the aha moments and the awareness of healing comes from within, and if you get that shift from within, it doesn't shift back, so that wow. it's all very organic and very natural, and we just, wow. we're just witnesses of it, actually, wow. and then we just kind of... We guide it. Martha, how did you first get involved in equestrian work? Did that go way, way back? Well, I've been an equestrian all my life, and I really want this to be about you guys, but you're going to get into my passion, and that's just... Well, not a good thing. It's okay. We're having a good roundtable today. This is fun. It's about... um, I've always been around horses. That's just been my party, and then uh, from a very young age, and then I... um, I see the benefit of it. So I I've, I've went and got my master's degrees mm-hmm. and master of arts in psychological counseling. Okay. And I have a minor in psychological testing and I'm, I'm, I've got, I've got, I Streams like being educated. I'm just an educator of human development, and mm-hmm. so that's what I do. And I just wanted to be nice to bring in the horses from this element. We don't ride because it keeps everybody very equal, yeah. keeps the whole energetic level equal. And so I was one of the first out there doing the work we call it i call it the work the and work. i created a healing center down in san diego with a teepee and a waterfall and worked with uh for many years 15 years with all kinds of individuals and ran an eating disorder clinic up really? in del mar wow wow a lot of information so, Get, yeah. getting back getting back to song writing we touched on that a little bit with tracy and with dulcie dulcie um is that an enjoyable process for you to write new material Mostly. Mostly, all right. Sometimes all right. it's not. And and do you, do, does the muse just kind of hit you and then you start writing or do you seek to write or how does that Sometimes work? it hits you. Yeah. But you do have to sit down and get quiet with yourself to hear what you had to say. Nice. You have to, you have to get quiet in a room with yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Do you keep a notebook with you, a little recorder to jot down bits? Oh, you know, your phone does that. <laughs> I've got 900 million reminders in my phone, and you can record straight into the thing. Love it. Yeah, it used to not be that way. It used to be, you know, we didn't have the phones like we do now. You used to have to grab a cassette player or yeah. a scratch pad, so the phone is a real... Real it's tool. an asset, and an it's asset. also it's a safety feature. It's a wonderful thing yeah. if you know how to use it. That's it. Yeah, totally. So, have you written some new material? Oh, sure. Tell us a little bit about that. We just uh, Mesa Blue Moon Recordings just released a new single called "Soft Place to Fall," and it's uh, been put up at uh, YouTube. It's already got like fifty-one thousand views. It's well, been I up just, about a month. I just saw that it came up in my feed last night. Yeah, and uh, we, it'll be part of an EP we release next year. Soft place to fall. Soft place to is fall. Is that a bit autobiographical? Well, not really. Okay. I mean, everything is autobiographical. I think you look at everything through what you've been through, or what a good friend's been through. Mm. I mean, I, I wrote this one song about a mother finding a, a child that she'd given up for adoption. I had a friend call me, is there something we need to know? And I said, no, it's just a song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but... Uh, yeah. Do you, when you write songs, do you get vivid pictures of the stories, or how does that... Uh, just curious as to your internal process. Huh. Vivid pictures. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I get vivid pictures or not. And you get on a groove. Get in a groove. You get in a groove. That's how you would say it. And and you sing, and sometimes words will just come that you didn't know were going to come. You know, because you're just you're doing it. I think I work on things in my unconscious mind too. In your unconscious. Unconscious mind. So in other words, you stick stuff in there and let it work. Let it work. Roll around in there. You know what? It's interesting you would say that. For the longest time in my life, I would say. Almost automatically, if somebody asked me, especially if I didn't want to decide right away, I'd say, you know what, let me sleep on it. And then later on in life, through my experience and through some study and research, found out that that's exactly what happens as we're sleeping. The brain massages stuff. And I began to say that just as kind of an answer. And then I began to realize, my gosh, true. I'm w it's true. I wake up with different insights, different thoughts that are just um, beyond my normal conscious mind. Mm. And uh, kind of a cool thing. Used to be an excuse, now it's a blessing. <laughs> you know, I, I would love to shift gears, take a little bit of break, and then uh, do a little bit of music during this podcast. Can we do that, you guys? Sure. Sure. All right. Let's do a bit of a timeout, and we're going to bring out the instruments. All right. We have Dulcie Taylor and Tracy Morgan with some live in-studio music on the Slow Talk Podcast. You, but he's running around You believe him Cause he's broken you down It ain't love It ain't love He says he loves you But he's never home Even when he is You're still alone It ain't love What you getting ain't love Love doesn't mean 
You keep swallowing his lies Or turning your head And closing your eyes You've been drinking to help you through Maybe the whiskey's distorted your view It ain't love What you're getting ain't love The bottle gets you anesthetized When it wears off, you still got the lies It ain't love It ain't love Love doesn't mean You keep taking the fall All day after day Spend it nailed to the wall Oh, it makes me heart so How little you'll settle He's got a heart that's true Unless you feel it when he touches you It ain't love Oh, you know it ain't love Unless he wants the best for you Unless he holds you and cherishes you It ain't love You know, you know it ain't love Love's open arms Never turn you away Love lifts you up And renews you every day Played together a long time, haven't we? We have. Yeah, we've played a lot of gigs together. Yeah. Don't even know how many years. Now, Dulcie, that's one of your originals? Mm-hmm. All right. Lovely. I like that. I totally yeah. relate. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell this story. I played it one time in D.C., and this woman came up to me and said, Sister, somebody needs to be talking I'm about that. I'm going to that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're in sisterhood right now. <laughs> We are having a time here in the studio, Slow Talk Live, or Slow Talk Podcast. Dulcie Taylor and Tracy Morgan, I think we're going to continue with another song or two. Okay, now I want you to take a break and only one one time. You want me just to nod over your way? Sure. Okay. This was the title track off a CD several years back called Only One One Time. Tell it when you walk through his front door His woman doesn't live here anymore She must have meant to hurt him bad Cause when she left she took everything they had 
trying hard to make this house a home Trying hard to get used to life alone He was feeling more himself Then he found one long box high on a shelf Today he gave away that long box and what's inside To a local charity to help the ones in need He sent it on with his best He hopes someone will find just what they want Only one, one time Today he gave away a white lace wedding dress. There are nights he hates to go to sleep. He can feel when she'll come walking through his dreams. She never answers when he calls Love is the biggest risk of all Today he gave away A white lace wedding dress He took it from the box He held it to the light and for a moment held it to his chest He hopes someone will find Just what they want Only worn one time Today He wonders, does she know she left? One long box high on a shelf Today he gave away A white lace wedding dress Today What a, what a treat to be serenaded right here in the studio. That's so much fun. <laughs> My gosh. And tell me a little bit about that song. Um, I had a, a sister that died quite early with uh, cancer, and um, I had her 
you know, she had divorced that first husband and, and had married again. And I had the, the, the dress from the first wedding was hanging in the closet at my mother's. And, you know, when we emptied out my mother's, I just couldn't let go of it. You know, I carried it from house to house, apartment to apartment. I mean, I just couldn't let go of this dress, dress her, her wedding dress. And then I, I tried to write a song about that, and, and I did end up giving it to a little theater company back home because I said somebody can use this thing. But I, I tried to write the song about her dress, and it got too convoluted. Now, whose dress is this? You know, it, it was hard to—it just didn't yeah. work, and then it yeah. just flowed into that other thing. You know, nice. Only worn one time. <laughs> you know, people do that. They go to the thrift stores, if you've ever been in them, and they have a whole rack of, of uh, wedding dresses, and you take it to a really good seamstress, and they can fit that thing, you know. Like a brand-new dress. It's like a brand-new dress. I it believe really redemption. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, and if you don't have a lot of money to, you know, buy a Vera Ryan dress for God knows how much money, yeah. they'll get you something nice down at the Goodwill, and it'll be helping somebody else, too. It's a really good idea. Yeah. It's nice to repurpose, reuse. Mm-hmm. I think I think maybe that's some of what's come out of, you know, the pandemic. The pandemic, yeah. I think it's, um, it's maybe brought us closer to home, closer to things we have, maybe the things we don't have, and then realizing in my life, I'm okay. <laughs> You know, I, I in fact, I got rid of stuff. I had too many things. I need to do that. I ain't gotten rid of a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually got rid of stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, aren't you special? Well, I don't know about that. It. Uh, I didn't get rid as much as my wife. She'll hear this and say, you know, I'm going to check Ooh. you on that one. But, um, you know, it's interesting. We're, we're talking uh, here in the studio, Slow Talk Podcast, continuing on with uh, Tracy Morgan and Dulcie Taylor and talking about life, music, and, uh, and love and all those good things. You know that uh, two-year period, two and a half years, I, um, I can't say everything was positive, but I worked hard uh, to, to bring some good out of it. How about you as professional musicians? What was that like, not doing a lot of live gigs? During the pandemic, those yes. two years, yeah, um, it was liberating and wow. really, really, yeah. For me, I I was lucky enough to make a move to an area and an environment that's out on acreage, uh-huh. and I haven't lived like that much in my life. That happened during the pandemic, right before I actually moved into this property about a month before everything shut down. And you had, of course, no idea. No, it was I didn't a very, see it coming. A good move. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a good move uh, emotionally, and and I didn't really realize. But throughout all that, just to have the space to breathe, yeah. to vent, to focus, um, was very important. And not be traveling away from your property, being at home. Yeah, I stayed at home more than I ever have, and I loved it. You know, but it didn't make me want to be a hermit. I was very much um, in need of the. Inter- interaction with yeah. other people, yeah. but you know, obviously didn't do much at all, and really was looking forward to creating and, and exchanging music again. But when I really got uh, motivated to do that, it was it was a great space for me to focus and create um, better habits for practicing. I picked up a couple of more percussive instruments. You which know, ones? Which ones? I bought a, a hand pan. It's been called a hung drum too, but it's a more of a melodical instrument. Instrument, 
You need to bring that to a gig. I will. Okay, I will. I'm hearing about these collaborations with other songwriters. <laughs> I know. And I now know. I'm hearing about all these instruments oh, I have not instruments. laid eyes we're, on. We're yet. getting to the bottom of stuff. Yeah, huh? we are. <laughs> Bring it out. This is really a detective podcast. We get to the bottom of everything right here. It's the big shakeout. It's all about the community. Oh, I did not know. You know, I'm looking here on your website, dulcetaylor.com, and um, really looking forward after this session to going to watch the video, The Better Part of Me. Um, You mean Soft Place to Fall. Oh, I'm sorry. Soft Place to Fall. There is is no video of Better Part. And then there's the You'll better. be looking a long time for that video. <laughs> you know. well, I was reading a little bit about the um, better part of me, um, the release on Mesa Blue Moon Recordings, and uh, the different players on there, and um, and uh, yeah, and Tracy, you're on that recording too, huh? Yeah, I believe Lake so. Lake Cajon. That's yeah. pretty cool. Man. Yeah, this Cajon I'm sitting on right now. <laughs> this I've uh, got pictures. I need to send them. To you. Thank you. Are you sitting on that, honey? I'd love to. Dulcie, this is a nice-looking website. Well, honey, somebody real good did it. Yeah, I didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, it, I can it, barely send email. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm not saying you did it, but you know, I want to give you credit for oh, the well, quality. It looks really, really nice. My webmaster is not tacky. She's all right, very talented. Not tacky, talented. All right. Yeah, it looks it looks really, really, really it, nice. We've got a crew here looking at it. Yeah, yeah. A soft place to fall. Available Amazon Music, Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere. This is nice. This is nice. You know what? It doesn't seem like you have a hard time getting people to kind of want to hang out and play with you. It must be your nice, uh, gentle, most of the time personality. Tulsi's disposition is beautiful. Is it really? Well, you don't see me at home. Well, I say, talk to my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Tulsi, I think the thing that strikes me, obviously Tracy spent a whole lot more time, but you're real. You tell it like oh, it is. Well, I mean, I mentioned something about the, the dulcimer, and you said, no, I didn't get it from that. It's I too much it work that. to be phony. Yeah. It's yeah. just too much work. Be, it's way and didn't too you, much did, work. I think you wrote me in the card, be you because everybody else has taken I think you wrote that. <laughs> and I, You may have borrowed that, but it stuck with me. I, be, think, that, I think that was the card itself. Said that, I think it, it actually was. Be you because everybody else has taken Do you know what I do with cards? I save every Oh, honey, I save I cards. I don't in, do scrapbooks, but I save all my cards. I, you know what I do I write with them. the date on them. Do you know where I put them? I stuck them into books, and when I pick up a book, it'll be my bookmark. I use it as a bookmark. If somebody sends me something, I really use it as a bookmark. I love it. And then and then I'll grab that book, I'll be leafing through it, and I'll get a card. In fact, your card in the last year came up that way. The card oh, that like you gave Eileen and I, yeah. You never know what you're going to do with a little simple greeting card. But songs are that way too. Songs are emotional, audible greeting cards in my mind. You know, when a song comes up. And the other thing about a song, you guys, I hear it with different ears depending upon where I'm at in life. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So songs are living, breathing things. Do we have, speaking of songs, do we have one more song before we oh, close sure. out the podcast? Oh, sure. I've got to get the guitar, though. All right. I'd love to hear the guitar. Let's bring that out. All right. Funny you should say that. Just got the guitar right here. You know, we were talking about staying home so much. Yeah. I had a, a funny thought one day. I, I We were walking. I turned to my husband. I said, well, if we do anything dreadful, we know how to do homework. You know, we're good at that. <laughs> we got home arrest. We got home arrest. We can start a cottage industry <laughs> consulting. We, on that, we got huh? that down. You're under house arrest. What side of the house you live in? Now I have some bracelets for that house arrest that I might <laughs> interest you, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> It'll keep you there. <laughs> that thing around your ankle's a little tight. Oh gosh. 
I definitely made some COVID purchases What'd you for buy? instruments. Well, that handpan was one. I think I bought another cajon, oh. which I probably turned around and sold because it's not as good as the one I have Not now. as good as the one. But you didn't know it until you got it. Yeah, you have to, especially yeah. with drums. Don't buy a drum until you put your hands on it. Gotcha. First advice. Gotcha. But they've done a little shopping because people are doing some uh, moving and selling. And yeah. What about yeah. you? Did you? I, I actually bought uh, all new microphone stands for the studio. Uh, did some in investing in here. Yeah. And um, really, really comfortable. I, I actually did a live stream and I got all these sticks and everything and faces. And I thought, you know, it, 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 I, I'll tell you what, it may take me a while to get to the party, but once I arrive, watch out. <laughs> if I see something, I may be blind, but when I finally see it, I change, you know? Yeah. And so I did make some some upgrades here in the studio to make it a little bit easier to do what we do. Yeah, and we added a little monitor here for our video streaming. And uh, to those that are listening to this podcast, you'll have to come visit. <laughs> All right, we've got another song before we close here on the Slow Talk Podcast. Dulcie Taylor, Tracy Morgan. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. It's Thank called you, On a Rainy Day. In the middle of a drought, the worst in years I don't know how much longer I can hold back my tears I'm watching the TV for the weather report I'm hoping for a, a downpour I wake to cry on a rainy day When the sun's behind the clouds and the sky is gray Let the tears of heaven hide my pain away I wake to cry on a rainy Mama always said never let them see you cry You can't get back on your feet if you still got your pride I'm staring out the window, my head in my hands I'm working from a, a simple plan I wait to cry on a rainy day When the sun's behind the clouds and the sky's gray Let the tears of heaven hide my pain away I wait to cry on a rainy Telling myself to let you go It 
It's like standing in a storm Telling the wind not to blow Heaven, hide my pain away. I wait to cry on a rainy day. I wait to cry on a rainy That's called On a Rainy Day. I love it. And I'll tell you what, that brought a whole storm of pictures in my mind. <laughs> uh, with the first little bits of that percussion all the way through, that was a very pictorial, very rich song. Nice. Thank you so much. Gosh, we Thank have you. had a treat today here on the Slow Talk Podcast. Uh, James Davis here with Martha Torkington interviewing you, Martha. Dulcie Taylor. Tracy Morgan, you guys, this has been a treat, and I know we've talked about having you back after the first of the year for a live stream. Filming, yeah. Really, really look forward to doing that. But this will be available. This will be up on Slow Talk and anywhere you find your podcasts. Um, so much. You send me a link. We will send you a link. I'm not great at finding and this episode of the Slow Talk Podcast is brought to you by Slow Talk Podcasting Studio, a turnkey podcasting studio providing development, production, recording, and distribution. Give us a call at 805-234-5056. And that concludes another episode of the Slow Talk Podcast right here, San Luis Obispo, California. Thanks, we'll see Dulce. you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.